you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. This is your host, Damian. Changes Big and Small will help you take action in your life with intention and purpose. In each episode, I invite you to accept unexpected challenges that will help you make progress to live the life that you want. To continue from last week's episode, I will be chatting about how to create and manage friendships. Let's start with a quote from Emerson. Friendship is for aid and comfort through all the relations and passages of life and death. It is fit for serene days and graceful gifts and country rumbles, but also for rough roads and hard fare, shipwreck, poverty, and persecution. We are to dignify to each other the daily needs and offices of man's life and embellish it by courage, wisdom, and unity. It should never fall into something usual and settled, but it should be alert and inventive, and add rhyme and reason to what was drudgery. In order to reap the benefits of friendship, you need to have a best friend or close friends. To build those relationships require attention. You need to spend time with people to build close friendships, to get to know them, and to have them get to know you. According to the work of Professor Jeffrey Hall, it takes over 200 hours before someone can be considered a close friend. Even moving from acquaintance to that next stage of friendship takes 40 to 60 hours. So we see that a crucial element of building a friendship is spending time together. The more pillars of friendship that you share with someone, the easier it is to develop that close friendship. So what are the pillars of friendship? According to Dr. Robin Dunbar, there are seven pillars of friendship. Shared language, the location where you grew up or living in the same place, Educational trajectory, so whether or not you have a little or a lot of education, whether you have formal or informal training, your interests and hobbies, what you spend time doing outside of work, your worldview, how you think about the world, your morals, your religion, your values, your sense of humor, and your music preferences. When you think about your friendships over the years, how do you feel about each of them? How many of the pillars of friendship do you share with your closest friends? You'll want to enjoy many activities around the pillars of friendship to be able to maintain a close relationship with a friend. The key here is that friendship takes communication and joint activities. Usually this is a function of time as well, because the more time we're able to spend with somebody, the more opportunities we've had to spend time with somebody, the deeper the capacity is for the friendship. The psychologist Dunbar suggests that our brain can handle 150 relationships, but we can know the name of up to 1,500 people. This brings up an interesting question. How many of the people that you are connected to on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter would you actually consider friends? People who know you and who you know intimately. If we go back to that quote from Emerson, 
how many people are at that level of connection. Dunbar further asserts that we can only maintain five intimate friendships. While this may seem like a small number to you, it also illustrates that you have space in your life for more people than a spouse and that you can make room for friendship even if you're married. Depending on your personality, the amount of effort required for creating and maintaining a friendship will differ. So over our lifespans, you can think of business as a parabola, which affects the amount of time we have for our friends. In childhood and old age, we have the most time for friends. In the middle years, when people are busy with dating, having young children, and building families, there is less time for friendships. And so depending where you are in your life, your pattern of friendship could differ, and it could be active, dormant, or commemorative. Active friendships are one where both friends are available to each other, and the friendship is in progress. Dormant friendships have potential to become active again. At the moment, interactions are not frequent, but there is space for that to happen. Commemorative friendships, on the other hand, are where we consider somebody to still be a friend, but most of the connection is from a specific time and place in our history. So maybe there was somebody that was your roommate at university that you became very close to, and you stay connected to them, but they're not very active in your life. They don't know very much of what's going on with you now at present. So how can you create friendships? If that's something that you're interested in, what works? Well, there are three main friendship styles, independent, acquisitive, and discerning. If you have an independent nature, you tend to make friends wherever you go. People who are discerning are slower at making friends, but they build deep friendships that last for a long time. When it comes to friendship, acquisitive people are the most flexible. They keep in touch with old friends, but they also make friends wherever they go. How are you with making and keeping friends? Have you changed in the way that you make friends over the course of your life? It's interesting because I would describe myself as discerning, but when I discussed this podcast with a friend, she said that I'm acquisitive. I guess that's food for thought. And it would be interesting to see if you perceive yourself the same way that your friends do. I have friends that I have a lot in common with, but I also have friends that are very different from me. A few years ago, I was visiting a friend in Japan when she told me that she could never fully trust anyone who is not Christian like her. I was shocked as I considered her a close friend, and I didn't know how to respond. I guess I should not be surprised that we are no longer friends. At this point in my life, I have friends of many different religions and racial backgrounds. It might be interesting for you to think about how diverse is your friend group? At what point in your life did you meet them? And how much diversity is there within your friend group? The most exciting friendship to be in is the ideal friendship. It's healthy and it's enjoyable to both parties. These are the friendships that we want to keep. Sometimes a friendship can change and become unhealthy, even deviant or problematic, or it can wane. Often friendships wane if we no longer have time or interest in maintaining them. 
they tend to not be unhealthy, but they may be hard to maintain. So maybe you were really close to somebody, but you've changed location and you have a lot going on or they have a lot going on and you're no longer prioritizing spending time with them. Deviant and problematic friendships, though, are unhealthy. They may even be enjoyable, and that's what can make it difficult to dissociate from some of those friendships. Usually in those friendships, you or the other person are being harmed psychologically or physically, or there may be a lack of balance or reciprocity. So for example, you could be giving all the time, always doing something for the other person, and they're never available when you need help. Or it could be that there is some sort of destructive activity that you tend to do with somebody else. Maybe you're allergic to a particular type of food, but a friend always encourages you to eat it and you suffer afterwards. That would be an unhealthy friendship. Sometimes a friendship will start out being healthy and become unhealthy over time. It's important to evaluate your friendships to see where are they and are they still serving both of you. So here are some specific tips for building friendships. Join a class or group outside of the usual for you. Be vulnerable with people and have conversations besides just small talk or surface level conversations. Work on developing friendships with your acquaintances by intentionally spending time with them and doing activities with them. Invite them to things. Be the friend you want to have. Be dependable and loyal and caring, etc. Get in touch with old friends that you miss. Ask open-ended questions when you meet somebody and invite the other person to open up to you as well. Your challenge for this week is for you to evaluate your friendships. If you think about the fact that we can only have five close, strong friendships, who will you put in that closest circle as the people that you will be a good friend to and who you know will also be a good friend to you. Once you've decided on those people, do the first action, which is to schedule some time with each of them. To go back to the pillars of friendship, it could be to share a joke with them. I guess we don't really make mixtapes anymore to share with people, but it could be, for example, a playlist that you want to share and discuss. You could get together and do a shared hobby. You could meet for a walk or something else that would be fun for both of you. Think of each of those five people and plan one activity that you can do together. In person, preferably, or virtually, if circumstances don't allow you to be in the same place. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode, Please share it with someone else who you think could benefit. If you are an expert or know of an expert on friendship, have them reach out to me or nominate a guest by emailing me at contact at changesbigandsmall.com. If you have questions or would like to come on the show to talk about your friendships, I'm interested in hearing from you. Remember, change begins with one small step. Have a great week.